It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is the Flow Track Podcast. I am Kevin. He is Gordon. As you can tell, my voice not at 100%. Gordon, a little sick. So you're going to be talking for 80 to 85% of this show. I'm just going to save my voice. I'm going to come in real hot. I might even do hand signals at a certain point. So take it away, Mr. Mac. Does it hurt to talk? It doesn't hurt, but I have this feeling in the back of my mind at any moment it's going to go out completely. And you don't want to have like a moment. Like in front of Mike, where you just mid take, yeah, exactly, just... and then it's completely ruined. So instead, I'm just gonna look at you the entire time okay. as you talk. So I have to run the show here. Yeah, you are the showrunner. I'm the showrunner. Yeah. Well, you know, there was the only thing that happened this weekend was track and field. That's the only sport. It's only sport that matters. The first sport, some say. First sport, only sport, <clears throat> and the sport that will never disappoint me. The sport 100%. that will always be there for me, even when I. And at the bottom of depression. Anyway, uh, for those who don't know, my Sixers lost, and I'm very sad about it. And we're not going to talk about it. No. And I appreciate you for not bringing it up, even though I just brought it up. I got to get it out there because I know people know that I am unhealthily addicted to that sport. You know what? I think I had an epiphany, and I realized it's okay to let it go. Oh. And maybe there's more to this world than two people throwing a ball back and forth into a hoop hold and, on can we i know you don't want to talk about it but can, can we talk about this part of it though this is it for you it may be it okay wow but here's the thing it's it for now but then you know like five You're months from now on from five me. months from now it's gonna be long enough where i'm gonna convince myself to go through the torture again but you know it did remind me though like when i watch track mm. there's zero like emotional turmoil and I enjoy it. It's just fun. It's just fun to watch. Wow, that people, was a good race. You look, when people, you wanted to win, lose, or people who lose, you wanted to win, you, it doesn't impact your mood. Impact my mood. It's just like, that's cool. You know, you're really excited about the up and comers. You're excited about the dominance. You're excited about when someone who's dominating gets upset. Mm-hmm. Basketball, not the same. So I think I need to be more honed in on track than okay. basketball. Okay. That's what I've learned. That's a good takeaway. Will you allow me just – I want one reference throughout the show. Can I have one? Just because it, it actually is relevant to something that happened. When I did all my research. It was a one thing. I'm not going to tell you when it's yeah, happening. You're, it's, I'm just it's, only you're one. You're going to dunk on me? No, no, no. It's not going to be a dunk. It's just going to be a reference. Okay. It, it is relevant though. Okay. And you're not going to know when it's coming, but it's going to come. I'm, am I going to feel it though? You're just going to be like, oh, come on, man. But You're preparing me. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm asking for one. All right. Let's talk about track. This is a track and field podcast. Uh, Continental Tour, Nairobi, Saturday morning, 8 a.m., went down, which is a unique time shift because typically evening on that side of the world is like a 12 o'clock start or 1 o'clock start because it's in Africa. The times I, – I think that Africa and Europe are like in the same time zone, but they're not. Mm-mm, mm-mm. They're like multiple hours off. Well, also it was afternoon there. It wasn't like a night. Oh, okay. That's it wasn't the bigger. Thursday night, like Diamond League. It was like a Saturday. Oh, okay. It was a matinee. 
I guess. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. But yeah, she carried Richard. I mean, too. you can see the light. Look at the video. That's true. You, that, and you make great points, Kevin. Great points. <laughs> Go ahead. She carried Richardson running a two hundred. Mm-hmm. Last time she ran a two hundred, she kind of put up a, a nothing burger, losing to Kayla White. But this time we saw the ten five she carried. The she carry that's been running very well the past few years, except for you know when she doesn't have a good race. But this is what we think she is going to be. I think for the rest of the year. Pure dominance. Now, the margin of victory does is it's kind of a little bit of fool's gold because she wasn't going up against, you know, the it wasn't Jamaican 200-meter runners, yeah. Abby Steiners, the Gabby Thomases of this world. She's going up against, you know, B-minus pros. But she held – she pulled up, like, 50 meters before the end of that race. Mm. I don't know. She looked like she Closer, just, like – you're talking about when she put the arms out? Arms she, out. She also kind of like, it looked like she wanted to stop early. Yeah. That was a vibe I got. It looked like 50 meters. She's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I already won. I don't want to run this last 50 meters. So when she runs 22-0 with a very slow last 50 meters, she could have ran like 21-8, I think. 21-8. And if she's running 21-8, her PB is 22 flat, right? That's her PB? 22 flat? Yeah. Yeah. So... I'm going to call this a PB, even though it's not. I'm going to call it a uh, converted PB. Yeah. Based off of... Early celebration PB? Early celebration PB. Yeah. And if she's running 21 capabilities mm-hmm. in May, she's just coming off that, that a 10-5. She's coming off of beating Sharika Jackson. Shelly Ann Fraser-Price is now pulling out of back-to-back meets, so we know she's not 100%. Mm-hmm. We look at the world as, like, Shelly Ann is the only one, really, that has an argument to be better than Shakira right now based on pedigree. But if Shelly's not a hundred percent, there is a legitimate pathway for Shakira to win gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the hundred. Well, and even in the two, she's looking pretty good. I don't know. I want to uh, nah, got to say two is insane. With Jackson. Yeah. Jackson, the, the, the U S yeah, like, it'll be hard for Shakira. I even think to make the U S 200. I'm just saying this is the best 200 she's ever yes. run. And you could say altitude. You could say the competition. Yeah. And all I just that said other, that she so. still only ran 2207. Yeah. Where just, we had a college. I'm just looking at the way she came off. The, faster than that. Yeah. And no, I'm just saying the way she came off the curve yes. though and everything, it but was, I'm saying hundred meters yeah. with a not surely hundred percent Shelly Ann, who is, you know, 36 now. I'm not sure. And like Shakira now just entering her prime. I think she started the season as outside the top 10. Then yeah. she runs a couple good races where we put her in the top 10 and maybe move her up into that five. I think you could argue that she should be ranked number one right now. In the 100? Yeah. Yeah, because if you say you need a minimum amount of races yeah. that were to mid-May and there needs to be a race to qualify to get into the rankings, yes. That being said, if Shelly Ann goes out there and runs – even just like ten eight, yeah. Then, then yeah, it. then you drop her. But Shelly Ann hasn't she run hasn't, 10-8. She hasn't run yet. She's so. been coming into we'll meets wait. and then having emergency airplane rides out of the country. She's that report like she got on a late night airplane oh, to leave to go to the doctor. Oh, I didn't know that. Like in the middle Hope of the night, a- she left Nairobi. Oh, I didn't see that report. Hopefully, she's okay. Yeah, so, I, but, see her run. yeah. I mean, I think you don't commit to two races. Two weeks well, apart. one of them was a family. The first one, the Botswana, was a family issue. This was the injury. Okay. The second one was the injury. So well, they could be coming. We don't know, but everything. You look at the season in total with her and Sharika and Elaine and then Shakari and Aaliyah Hobbs, and you look at the whole group. And right now, yeah, Richardson's put together the best 
set of races. This is four really good races for her now. Yeah, I, to be honest, the only one who I think has put together a better set of races is Julian Alfred. And you look at her as kind of like more of a hill to climb because she's running a a, a long collegiate season. So I feel like there's yeah. a little bit of advantage to the pros who aren't going to have to go to the well of conferences, indoors, and all that stuff. So I think Shikari is... Also, in my mind, if I had one vote, my vote would be Shikari. Also, Tolu ran 10.78 this weekend too. So put put her in there. But if we don't have the... The low 10-6, 10-5 presence of either Thompson, Harrah, Jackson, or Fraser Price. Then it starts to get open. And then there's a couple people who could get the win. And right now, Richardson looks the best of the group, I think. It was the most impressive race I saw from her. I mean, I keep on saying that. When she ran the 10-5, but, like, there's just something about it. It just seemed like she was at a new level, a new kind of mode like well i think it's because she has the curve it just looks it looks so smooth coming off the curve and then transitioning into the straightaway i know we think of her more as a hundred runner but that's why i said she could she's in the mix now for the 200 just because the ease with which she ran that race again it's still may it was at altitude the field's gonna be much harder that's gonna impact how people run 22 it's gonna look a lot different when you're going up against the top eight yeah and you can do the conversions all you want and say oh if if she didn't celebrate, she'd do this and that. But everybody's guessing yeah. on those things. Nobody, there is no calculator out there. Even you, I have are a guessing. calculator. Yeah, that was a PB in my mind. Yeah. All right. What else from Nairobi? Uh, another world lead out there. There's multiple world leads out there, but notably in the hundred, Omanyala, who on his home track going up against what I thought was a pretty good field. That Kenny B and Marvin Bracy Williams in that field. There was a false start. The crowd was too loud, so they had to constantly redo the start. Mm-hmm. But Omanyala pulls away, runs 984 into a headwind, minus 0.5. It is altitude, so you got to give that as a factor. But into a headwind, world lead, 984 against, you know, good competition. Marvin Bracey was in that race. Bracey, silver medalist, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? You got silver? Mm-hmm. Yeah, silver medalist. Or do you get bronze? Romel was bronze. Romel was bronze. Was, okay. Was but like Bracey, 10.03. Kenny B, great race, 9.98 for a second. Got to love that. Kenny B coming in the clutch there. I love that. But Oman Yala, man, we kept on talking about how the U.S. men on the 100 and 200, it's going to be really hard for a non-American to get a medal. But we're seeing non-Americans on the men's sprint side on both the two and the one continue to perform and the barricade of like these are the top three is just i think the walls are breaking i think the dam is coming down Mm. and i think seville i think blake akeem blake not johan i think omanyala Mm -hmm. i think a few others i would put i would put money on there not being a u.s sweep now Two months ago, I would have put money on there being a U.S. sweep. There's not going to be a U.S. sweep in 2023. I think with Omanyala running this well and the other international guys running well, there's not going to be a U.S. sweep. I agree. Really? 200, I think it's still in play. 100, not as optimistic. Yes, 200 still in play, <clears throat> mainly because Kenny B. Not Noah Lyles or Aaron well, Knighton, who are running f- well. Yeah, and then... If Curly comes and in Curly, as the fourth, yeah, so there's four. yeah. it's gonna be yeah. That one's because Omanyala doesn't do the two. Yeah, 
Seville and Blake haven't seen him at no. the same level as the hundred. You could put Fonbelay in there. Aaron Brown is solid, but the hundred, yes, you're right. They're under serious pressure. I think I said it last week's show, maybe two weeks ago. I lost track of time, but I thought the same thing. It's just there's enough international threats. There's enough international ten eights now, or capable of ten eights. Nine eights. Nine eights. Sorry, ten eights would be too slow. That would be slow. <clears throat> you never know when there's gonna be a sit and kick. I'm if, still waiting for the first ever sit a, and kick hundred. How hard is it to run 10-8? Pretty hard. I couldn't do it. But my point is, there's enough depth in the rest of the world now to where they can match up with the with the U.S. just fine. Yeah, I'm trying to bring up uh, the current men's 100. Uh, let's do win legal only. Uh, so you have Omanyala, 984. Terrence Jones from the Bahamas, yeah. Texas Tech, 991. Simbene. 992 from South Africa, Seville, Jamaica, 995, and then Noah Lyles of U.S., 995. So the top four guys right now are all not American. And then, like, you don't – Curly's not even there yet. I mean, we're just – Curly and Baker – I mean, Curly and Coleman and Bromel, they're kind of just – we're waiting for them to show. What happens if we include uh, uh, non-win legal times, though? So you include non-win legal times. Then you get Charleston and Asinga. But, yeah, it's right now. Tobogo, I forgot about that. He ran 991. It's uh, the big three of Curly, Bromel, and Bracey. It's May 15th, and they have yet to really cement themselves. Now, well, that's fine, though. They got time. Curly's like, they're the only group, though, that has to worry well, – other than Curly. That's what about qualifying. Yeah. They're the only group that needs to worry about being absolutely 100% in the beginning of July. The rest of the people you mentioned – I mean, the Jamaican trials are going to be tough, but those guys have a big advantage. Omanyala's not worried about that. Sambini's not worried about that. Zarnell Hughes isn't worried about that. Yeah. Fonbelli's not worried about that. Tobogo. Yeah, they're not worried about just making the team. So they can run hard right now, cruise, and then get ready for Worlds. I think you're right, though. I, I think you're right. I, last year, you could feel the sweep. You could just look at them. It's not hard to predict this stuff. You look at the numbers. You look at how many people are running these times. And from there, you can say, all right, all these things need to go right for someone to beat the U.S. top three. This year, they have a lot more paths to get somebody in the top three. I mean, if Omanyala is running wind legal 984, wind 8 and 970. Such as that's the win. It's the win. And I know, I know Bracey hasn't run much at all, really. Yeah, this year, but like the first race. Yeah, but it's it's still a win. It's still a quality win because yeah. Marvin Bracey's a really good runner. And like, I, Kenny see a, gonna... I think it's going to take nine. <clears throat> I could argue, see it takes nine seven to podium. And I don't think US has three nine seven guys right now. So we'll have to wait and see. Well, and even if they do have three nine seven guys, the margin is close enough where if something weird happens at Budapest, someone picks up an injury, there's you a false start, and or there's just one. The margin is is tiny. Whereas in Eugene, we kept talking about the super sweep. We, we said it was more plausible for a one through four than someone breaking up the top three. Now, it, one through four didn't ultimately happen, but the one through three was pretty clear yeah. in Eugene. Got to love Omanyala, too, on his home track. To the fans. They were so loud <clears throat> that they literally had a – he had to, like, tell the crowd to shush. Yeah, yeah. He's like, it. guys, stop. It's a track meet. And he delivered, too. And he That's delivered. what's cool. All the pressure, everybody coming to see – you and that event, and to be able to do it last event of the day, that takes a 
it takes something else to do it and he did it it is funny though when they're being too loud for the start and the stadium announcer has to tell them to shut up yeah and they still don't do it yeah and then they all do eventually shut up but there's still like one or two guys who just scream <laughs> what is going through their mind we're like yo watch this yeah. you think they're trying to impress like the girl next to him is like watch this i'm gonna scream oh like Maybe. does that doesn't even happen much in golf like golf they get it in golf they know don't talk after until they swing well there's so, always one guy though who yells something there's some funny saying and yeah when the ball gets but they usually say it don't they say it when the ball's in the after. air yeah right. yeah they're like because if you do root beer float because the thing is if you do scream at a golf and they kick yeah, you yeah, out yeah like, nobody's kicking anybody out here. Yeah. They let people they let free. For free. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, that's a shame too. In track, you always see the backstretch stands, so they don't look that packed, and you never see the home stretch. And then when they flip the camera around for just a beauty shot or a perspective shot, you're like, oh, okay, this place yeah. is packed. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Are you enjoying hosting, by the way? I am. Yes. I'm managing my effort right now. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 143, 32. When Yoni, is it, is this, is, is this a moment? He did is this, this last year, He did. <laughs> He's he, really good. I know, but like 143, <laughs> it's fun, man. Like, and there was two guys there together. It was a good race. And it was a nice little kick there at the end. Like, as a, yeah, I don't know, man. I know we said the 800's dead. Men's 800. Men's 800's dead. Women's 800 will never be dead. Uh, but... I guess last year he ran 140. He ran 144 low in Ostrava. Yeah, and this is 140. And he ran 145. This is 143 low. This is you know. You're right. This might be setting different. himself up to run 142 later in a in a month or two. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think. I think I'm ready to believe again. I think if Wenyoni can become the new career, they both have the same first name, Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. Both from Kenya. He's 18. He's 18 years old. Yeah. He still has a lot of raw, rawness to his game. And I just, I don't know. As much as I have been disappointed and the 800 disappointing me, I think I'm ready to believe. I think I'm ready <laughs> You're to go all disappointing in. You. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go all yeah, in. Yeah, he's a huge talent. And I think I ended up picking him at Worlds, even though it was really hard to pick somebody because they all were pretty close. But last year he was putting together a season where it looked like, all right, this guy's going to – establish himself as the guy because he was winning and winning and winning but then he got fourth just missed the medals but i i you look at the kick too the close was it's a great close solid so maybe maybe this is where it turns like because you look at this home stretch here he was still like what five meters back yeah with 80 to go and he he's still three meters back with 50 to go i don't know he looked good look how to Nice stride there at the, in the end. Well, he timed it right. Timed, yeah. he's, eight, he's 18. You said he still needs more experience, and obviously he'll benefit from it. But that was a veteran move yeah. in the last 150. And he beat a really good runner. Yeah. In, no, it was a good field. And altitude, whatever. All altitude, that's 800. Altitude doesn't affect 800. Okay. Isn't that the, the perfect? I think it's a crossover point, right? Yeah. I, just, I wanted to give him another compliment. 800 needs. Oh, I thought you were trying to criticize it. I thought you were trying to say. No, oh, I'm saying it, isn't it a little bit harder? I think it's a little bit. I don't think the, so. Get the NCAA. I think it's equal. Someone in the chat. I think us. it's a perfect equilibrium of altitude. Is the eight hundred? There's no one. So like, Someone if you ever have altitude sickness and you can't handle it, just run an eight hundred and you'll it, feel normal. It'll it'll balance it. Just out. go out and run like a sub two eight hundred and you'll feel great. <laughs> that's what I do whenever I'm in altitude sickness. I go out and run a sub two eight hundred. I don't think that's how it works. Now the race that I predicted when we were 
talking about, you know, this event and different races. And I was trying to pinpoint races that mm -hmm. might become notable. I told you we might see a world record. Mm. And I pinpointed this race before the meet started. I remember telling you, you might not remember, but I do. I was like, we might see a world record. I was like, what? I was like, yeah, in the steeple. It's like, Gordon, there's not going to be a world record. There was, there was the altitude converted world record. Not technically altitude converted, but just the fastest steeple ever run at altitude. <laughs> by, I think by two seconds. I think the previous record was um, 8.11, and he ran 8.08. Or do you run 808 or do you run 818? 818, so. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, Hold on. You ran 8 No. Do we need to update the. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did I screw that up? Mm. I thought you ran 808. Let me look at the result. No, you ran 818, dude. You ran 808. No, no, don't. Don't, oh my don't do this to me. Okay, so. It was not a world record? <laughs> wait, no, wait. Hold on. This can't okay, Nairobi. Okay, yeah, I screwed that one up. So I thought he ran eight oh eight. I didn't see the one in the eighteen. So the the the, altitude, the fastest time at altitude was eight eleven. And I thought he ran eight oh eight. Edit the title. We gotta edit the title. This isn't good. I'm gonna go on YouTube right now. So he did not break the world record. He actually ran slower than the world record by seven seconds but seven seconds off the world record it's not bad yeah i should go i'm gonna i'm gonna fix that right <laughs> sorry, now sorry i can't get over this i was so the confident best part of it, 808 you teed this whole thing up you just did this whole big long prologue to it about how you called it you predicted it i was so oh, and not God, only were you out you were out by like 10 seconds okay it's impressive it's, it's been okay all right so we can go in here well luckily david says ncw gives altitude conversions for 800 um gordon we love you anyways okay so the time the NCAA definitely gives altitude for the steeplechase not really to help gordon out amos but... breaks okay I, the title i have about amos karui breaks the altitude world record so i just need to change that to amos Karui <laughs> breaks gordon's version of the, the what does it say it's amos Karui runs i'm just gonna change runs 818 at altitude runs eight so you knew it was 808 you had that off the top of your I head. I thought it was 808. Oh, you thought it was 810, and then he ran 808. I thought the record was 811, which is what it was, and I thought he ran 808, so I thought he broke it by three seconds. I didn't realize he ran 818. Remember when you were just saying how track was your favorite sport? Yeah. It still is, right? Yeah. Who ran here? Did we just searching by Nairobi? Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, and then 811. Oh, yeah. Brim and Capruccio. Yeah. So I screwed that one up. <laughs> Let's see if the comments are going to say anything. Should I check the comments on no, that? No, don't check the comments. Check the uh, chat. Is anyone in the comment? Oh, was it a record? I couldn't tell. There was oh, people were upset there was no time on the clock. Hey, well, we didn't predict. That it. wasn't Gordon's fault. That wasn't my fault. There's a lot of things that are his fault with this. That one was not it. Namely, the headline. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's an all-time moment for me in the history of the show. God dang it! <laughs> I was so confident he wrote broke a world record. He broke a world record in my heart. That's all that matters. All right, next. All right, so Nairobi <laughs> happened, but let's just be honest. As much as we wanted to say that, you know, the pro circuit is what everyone's following and what should matter, the real event that everyone, that was, in my opinion, the Diamond League. We had a Diamond League happen this weekend. Mm. The SEC Diamond League went down <laughs> because it was probably, when he compared this SEC meet to all the 14 other Diamond Leagues, 
you would put this in the top half of Diamond Leagues, in my opinion. Because what happened was unreal. Yeah. And I know it happens almost every year, but I feel like this year was better than most years. Starting with Britton Wilson. Britton Wilson runs 49-13. She broke the collegiate record in the prelim, and then she runs even faster, running 49-13. She now owns the four fastest 400-meter marks in collegiate history. 49-13 is number four in U.S. history. Mm-hmm. She's 22 years old. Number four in U.S. history. She's in college. Runs for Arkansas. 49-13. She still, did she still run the 400 hurdles? Mm-hmm. And she won that? Mm-hmm. Didn't even have to run that fast. They, she did, they didn't put her in the 4x4 four because four they're like, Sarah. you've done enough. We don't need you to run some 4x4s four right now. But 49-13. I don't know. Now, there's getting the point where she needs to potentially say goodbye to the hurdles. I think she's coming to a point where it's, don't try the hurdles no more. Like, you're a quarter. You're a quarter miler. Mm-hmm. You're the fourth fastest woman ever in the U.S. In the U.S. You need to just say no to hurdles. I mean, what do you think? I don't think she needs to make that decision yet. And we've talked a lot on the show about what is she going to do in the short term? What is she going to do in the long term? I think one thing's very clear after this weekend. She's going to win a gold medal in something by the time this is all over individually. This year? No, by the time like her career. Oh. I, I think all time she's going to go down. She's going to go down as one of the all-time greats, I think. I don't know what event it's going to be in, but I just think – you mentioned the stats, the four fastest times in collegiate history. Think about how many great runners have gone through the NCAA system, and she's got four of them now. Think about the versatility between the quarter, the four hurdles, and the 800. And that's when I knew she was playing chess this year, and her coaches were playing chess this year, when she spent all indoor running some 800s. And then they you know, dropped her in for NCAAs to just run the, break the collegiate record indoors. I just think she's got... A, uh, an amazing future. She's been making these steps progressively. Now she's had the opportunity to run the open quarter. Yeah, she's going to go down as an all-time great in track and field history when her career is over. But I don't know what event it's going to be in. I don't know what shape it's going to take. I think that's part of the fun. But I've I've seen enough to be completely convinced of of just the ability and and the versatility of Britton Wilson. Uh, we'll find out what event she decides to run at NCAAs. The entries have to be declared, I think, tonight slash tomorrow. So we'll know on next week's pod what event she's doing. Yeah. Um, but if you were her coach, you can't really do a 400-400 hurdle double right. at NCAAs because they're like back-to-back events. Do you have her go to the 400 hurdles or do you stick with the 400? What, do, what would you have? I'd go to the 400 hurdles, try to get the NCAA record. Because she's already got it in the in the quarter, and it's a good one, Sydney's record. Yeah, fifty two seventy five, and then you could go back to the quarter for USA's. I'm I'm thinking about a thing Mo's pattern when she was at Texas A and M, four hundred, and then four, you know four eight. and eight, four and eight, and I think that helped keep her fresh later on in that year, and we saw the end result of that. So that's that's what I'm thinking that you would do, but wait, hold on. So you're saying she would be more fresh for the four hundred if she runs the four hundred hurdles. Yeah, at prelims and NCAs. Yeah, mentally fresh. You're just doing okay. different different things. You're checking off. Because it's harder bikes. to run the 400 hurdles than to run the 400. Yeah. Well, and it, well, I, the way it's harder to run an 800 than a 400. That's why. That's why a thing did the 400. I think at that level, when you're going full out, yes, one might be a little bit harder than the other, but they're both hard. I'm thinking about mental sharpness, especially when you think about a season that's going to August. So there's just do one, work on one. The thing is, though, yeah, this is a factor. If she's going back and forth between the 400 hurdles and 400, there may be a situation where she forgets what event she's in. 
and she might approach a 400 hurdle like a 400 or approach a 400 like a 400 hurdle and kind of screw herself up. I don't think she's had that issue yet. But that could it, be a thing. Like, wait, am I running a 400 or a 400 hurdle today? So she had the lightning. There was like a lightning delay in this meet. It bumped it up 30 minutes extra. But this was the one-year anniversary of when she did the crazy double last year. Sure. Triple. But, I mean, the individual events yeah. where the turnaround time was crazy short and she still ran fast in both. So, no, she hasn't haven't had any issues managing that. But because it's an impossibility, more or less, you're saying – with the schedule, I would say, yeah, four hurdles here and then open quarter at USA's. But open quarter at USA's, she can't go wrong. I mean, she, if she does the opposite, then I mean, who's the second fastest US woman in the four hundred right now? It's probably the college kids, right? Uh, yeah, nobody's right. Nobody's run close to. So she could kind of just do whatever she wants. She kind of just be like, well, there's, but it just depends on what. Sydney does. The current uh, 400 in the U.S. is... Oh, wow. It's going to surprise you. Oh, it's Gabby Thomas. Yeah. 49.68. She did, yeah. I don't think Gabby's into the quarter, though. No. So that just helps so Wilson then, even so more. So Diggs indoors, but let's take away indoor marks. It's Mackenzie Dunmore. 50.35. 50.35. Yeah. It, it just... Wilson's going to... 49.13. Wilson's going to be on the team in either event. It doesn't matter. It, it's going to be what's going to be the better event for her to get a medal at yeah. in in Budapest, and I th- I think it's pretty clear the quarter, unless unless Sydney and Femke run the quarter and don't do the four hurdles, or maybe they double. We need to have like a a global council meeting. Yeah, we will. Where we get a thing, Sydney, Britain, and Femke, and you just decide who does what, and we just get them in a little council. You and I will head the ch- – we will chair it. I'll be president. You'll be vice president. Who can be our secretary and treasury? Secretary can be – we have ce- we need a celebrity secretary and a celebrity treasurer. Carl Lewis? Carl Lewis. He's our secretary. Uh-huh. And then our treasurer. I don't know. Is it a track person? Yeah. Or it could be anyone else. So we're talking 400, 400 hurdles? I made like Allison Felix maybe? Yeah, Allison Felix, yeah. Or Sonia Richard-Ross. We, no, we get Allison Felix. Mm-hmm. And then we get no, we get Sonia Richard Ross, mm. and then we get uh, Carson Warhol. Oh, for the foreign hurdle yeah. part of it, I got you. And then we say, hey, yeah. we need to write the script for the 2023 Budapest. We have our casting, we're casting directors. We have Sydney, we have all these actresses: Sydney, a thing, Femke, and Britain. Yeah, and we kind of got to put together the perfect plot. Mm-hmm. And so, because that's what it's about. Everyone, people don't know this, but worlds are scripted. Right. Just like the NBA, yeah. as we saw this past weekend. NFL, it's all, uh, it's, it's all script. But, you know, what do you think would be the perfect – if, like, you were, if you could script it, how would you want Sydney, a thing, Britain, and Femke to run at Worlds? If you could script they it. They'd double. All of them would double. All of them would double. Yeah. But if you're saying that's not possible, then – Say no doubles are possible. Yeah, then you'd want them all in one event, but that wouldn't make any sense because once two go one way, the other one's going to go the other way. No, we're not talking about it. You get to decide. Oh, you're, oh. You're the captain. Yeah, director. yeah, no. It's, so it's, they all run the 400? Yeah. I, I would rather see, at this point, I think everybody wants, would rather, if Sydney was going to pick one, they want to see her in the quarter. Yeah. I want everyone to race Sydney in the quarter. And then everybody, you'd rather have one all-time We race. don't need to see another, just a little bit faster 51 second 
How, how, 50, 50, 51. What are you talking about 51, yeah, man? We don't, need see, we don't need to see another world <clears throat> record in the 400 hurdles. Like, that's done. Yeah. We should just retire the 400 hurdle event and put them all in the 400 and go out and run 47 low. That's <laughs> done and done. I want to see a 46.99. Do we even need to get the council together or can we just make the ruling right now? I want, do you know what I want? Actually, I want to see all those women yeah. run the 400 in lanes two four six and eight yeah and then i want the men to run the 400 hurdles in lanes one three five okay well, now you're just being stupid and seven right. this is a good and then we have a, a true like because you know i think the women you know they go crazy they run 46 seconds the men go crazy they run 46 seconds and we have they're not run. gonna run okay I know we're not going to run 46, but yeah, I think, no, hold on. I think if you got these four Let's women keep it and you told them life or death scenario, I think two of them would run 46.99. No. no. Okay. Keep going. You don't think that? SECs. No. I do. SECs. Okay. That's topic one. Britton Wilson. Topic two. Yeah. Uh, LSU, man. They put the collegiate record. Yeah. 37.90. They beat Florida's old collegiate record, which was from 2019, which they did it in Texas. But they beat Florida in route to doing this because Florida runs 37.93. LSU runs 37.90. So they both break the collegiate record. Uh, LSU, man, put them together. And they don't really have any, like, superstar names on their on their relay. Like, you look at the individual 100-meter PBs of their guys, they're all, like, 10-0. Mm-hmm. They don't have many sub-10 guys. It just shows that if you put together four 10-0 guys with perfect handoff. Yeah, yeah. You can you can do something special. And they did it here. LSU breaking the collegiate record over Florida. You got to think they're probably going to run even faster at Texas when the heat and perfect conditions. Uh, I'm excited to see what LSU does. Yeah, and they called it. They did? Did they do that in my interview? Did I say, did they say they were breaking the yeah. record in my interview? They said they wanted to, I think. You don't remember I forgot. That? I've interviewed so many people. They've all told me they're going to break a record. And I, I don't. I think the hit rate is probably like 5%, but I guess they're part of the 5%. I mean, that I get, I get double Tells check. me they're going to break a record and then goes on to do it. But they were. you got to give credit to the ones who do, though, right? Yeah. LSU. Credit to the, to the ones who do it. Did they say they would do it? LSU predicts they will. No, you didn't say it. They said it. LSU predicts they will break the NCAA 4x1 yeah. record this year. They were right. Yeah. Credit to them. Called their shot. Called the shot. And doing it, I don't know if Florida it's. I don't know if it's going to cool. keep getting faster, though. To your point about the, these SEC times are just crazy. No, I think, and all the tracks are fast now. And yeah, the, I don't know. I think in Texas, man, it's going to be heat. I think they're going to run fast. I think they run thirty-seven eighty-five. Why not? Yeah. Uh, speaking of collegiate records, Jaden Hibbert, the guy who none of us knew going into the season, but has just kind of gone insane. For Arkansas, seventeen eighty-seven meters in the triple jump, U twenty world rec, U twenty world record, right? He's eighteen, yeah. He's eighteen years old. That's not the right photo. That's the uh, four by four. Let's get the uh, World Athletics one of Jaden Hibbert. There we go. Um, seventeen eighty-seven. U twenty record, collegiate record, obviously. He's getting closer to the eighteen meter mark, which is like one of those like. Barriers that every yeah. horizontal jumper <laughs> aims for. 18 meters. He's only 13 centimeters away from it. Only 18 years old. The guy's going to be an 18-meter <clears throat> triple jumper, if not the end of this year, by next year or later on. Could this guy be the man to break the world record? Yes. Yes. Here's my second bold prediction of the show. Okay. I think he's going to do it. 
This year? I think this is the no. You keep saying this year with all these people. No, well, you could say. I, well, I don't think he's gonna get. What do you say? It's he's a going record. To do from, it. He's a record from 1995, so it's still a big deal. There's yeah. been a lot of people who have taken a shot. But if at you Jonathan say he's Edwards. gonna do it. He's not going to break it at 18. Never, He's not we're gonna never going to We're going to have a podcast like 12 yeah. years from yes. now. I'll be like, yes. remember the thing I said on yes. May 15th, 2023? People will remember this. People will remember this. I'll call you up even if it's not 10 years from we're gonna now. We're going to be like an old he'll break it in the next home. No, he'll break it in the next four or five years. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But that's a, a – you just said you didn't know who he was at the beginning of the year. So I the fact it. that he's going to break – uh, historic record in track and field is a is a big deal. 1995. Did you know who he was before this year? Jonathan Edwards. He jumped 1829. Hibbert? No, he wasn't on my radar. But I mean, I know he did well at U20s. Yeah, I mean, I should have been dialed into him, right? Like we should have we should have seen this coming. We didn't. Uh, I saw an interview with Mike Conley, former you know Arkansas great as well too, and he just said Hibbert's technique is so far beyond what Conley's was at that age. It just it, it's not even worth comparing um, on the technique side. So. I think he's just, yeah, just getting going, just scratching the surface. I saw an interview with him. He said one of the keys was that he trusts the process when he gets, like, up there. So I thought that was a good sign um, for him, taking it day by day, working through this stuff. So Jaden Hibbert, man, guy's incredible. He hasn't jumped much this year. He's only jumped six times. He jumped uh, three times indoors, and he's only jumped three times outdoors. Yeah. So he's not overbearing his body. Uh, he's undefeated, six – Six and six. He ran. He jumped at the Carifta games. Yeah. He went down to the Carifta games in early April, then jumped at his home meet at LSU. So he's he's jumped over 17 meters now. Like He's probably done it multiple times within a series, but yeah. of the six competitions he's entered, he's had a over 17-meter jump in four of them. But he's won all of them. Mm. The guy's going to be hard to beat. What, what was his series like? Oh, he only jumped twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He jumped 1702 into a headwind, then 1787, and then he passed the remaining four. Yeah. So if he's jumping 1787 in that second jump, you think about put him in a, like a world championship environment, the guy's going to be – I think he's going to be in the 18s this year. He he's, didn't have a legal jump over 17 meters until the U20 finals when he went 1727. So he's improved a lot in the last year. He only jumped once at LSU. Uh Wait, how many times has this guy jumped? You're looking at his total jump count? Yeah. One, two, three, four. Okay, he jumped six times at the Carifta games. Yeah. But, yeah, he is – he only jumped once at, at NCAA indoors. 17.54 and then five passes. The guy's not even jumping, man. I love it. Holy crap. All right, so wait. First first competition, he jumps twice. Keep cut So that's two times. All right. Then the next SECs, he jumps three times. So that's five. Then at NCAAs, he jumps once and wins. Six. And then at Carifta, he jumps he jumps six times. They're okay. all into headwinds. So we're at 12. 12. LSU invite, he jumps once. 13. And then SECs, he jumps twice. So 15. 15. So out of six competitions, he's only jumped 15 times. He's keeping the jump count low. Dreaming to come. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Saving it. He's going to probably jump once at prelims. Guy's going to only do... He's going to do smart. Like, it's yeah. smart. Why jump more than you have He to? sees the cross-country runners be like, oh, we don't run a lot of races. We don't. We rest nutty comb. Yeah. He's like pulling... He's he's taking the, the Mike Smith strategy. No, he's taking the Jerry Schumacher strategy <laughs> of not over-racing. He's not over-jumping. Yeah. What do you think he does when he's passing? He's just like... 
He doesn't need to do it's anything like, else. That's do, great. Do you think it's a point where he's like, it's smart though. Is it this easy? Don't put it. Don't put any strain on your body. Triple jumping is really hard on your body, so don't put any more. It's wild. I, now I look at it, the passes probably are probably because of the weather conditions. It's part of it, but it's also part mainly, of it. Yeah, sure. It's like why bother jumping on slick, yeah, runways. Yeah, that makes. Sense. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Because a lot of people passed. Right. People are mad. We don't know. We didn't know. Well, we know who he is now. Before whatever. I mean, there's a million athletes who are on the cusp of breaking out, and a lot of people win U20s, and then that's yeah. it. So, I mean, you could say you knew his name, but you'd be lying if you're like, this guy's going to be knocking on the door of 18, uh, of 18 yeah. meters in one year. Yeah, come, come on. on. No. Come on. Come on. Or you get mad at us for not knowing him. That's, that's, right. a, that's one way to live your life. Or you could just be like, hey, cool. Talking about triple jump. I know he is now. <clears throat> All right. What, what uh, Aiden Owens? So, was that next? Uh, no, Florida. No. Uh, Florida. So, <laughs> talk about collegiate records. So, we had Brent Wilson, LSU 4x1, Hibbert, uh, and the triple jump, but also the Florida 4x4. Mm -hmm. uh, they broke the record with, you know, you kind of look at the names. They're not really like marquee 43-second guys because you look at the teams. They've had people come through that program. Obviously, Grant Holloway. You had, uh, what's, oh, I can't believe I forgot his name. He made the team last year in the 400. Champion Allison. Champion Allison. Oh, you don't know who Champion Allison is? I know who he is. I just forgot his name. I can't believe that. But they break a record with kind of a, just a bunch of like solid 44 second guys. Uh, Ryan Willie, who won SECs, he runs 44 27, beats Elijah Godwin, who ran 44 55, which is probably the upset of the weekend. Who had Ryan Willie beating Elijah Godwin? I did not. Godwin ran incredible. Indoors. Oh, you didn't know who Ryan Willie was? I know who he was. I didn't think he would be. I didn't think he would be Elijah Godwin. Anyway, but they go on the Florida four x four, which I always thought they had the ability to put together because they got some transfers that all come together to Florida to run well. They run two fifty seven seventy six. <clears throat> Alabama also runs an incredible fast times. Runs two fifty eight flat. Alabama does it with a bunch of no names as well. So two teams with a bunch of no name individual four hundred meters. Oh no no no! Hold on, Alabama had Oregon in there. Yeah, but he's a, a no-name when it comes to the four quarter. Yeah, okay. okay. If Caleb Ray, whatever, but like they're not having like a Fred Curley on the anchor or mm -hmm. a Michael Norman for USC. Like a lot of these other big four by four performances had like a star gold medal NCA type guy. They're not doing it here now. Wine Willie might become that because he just beat Godwin and he's probably the favorite now to win NCA outdoors in the four hundred. Yeah, but I thought it was very impressive. Florida just. 400 U right there. Texas A&M used to be 400 U. I think we got to give it to Florida now. Florida's taking the mantle. 400 U. They're always in the mix. It's just every year you feel like they're getting it or yeah. almost getting it. or Yeah. Uh, also, Aaliyah Armstrong, 1231 into a 2.2 tailwind. Well, with a 2.2 tailwind. Beats Masai Russell. Yeah. Very impressive. Aaliyah Armstrong of LSU. That women's 100 hurdles with Nougat. Nugent, Nugent I call it, sorry, Akira Nugent, mm -hmm. Aaliyah Armstrong, and Masai Russell. It's going to be very fun to watch. Those top three women, I mean, they all raced against each other at SECs, but seeing it at NCAAs is going to be another level. Yeah. And then last but not least, not, I have two more things. One more thing. Parker yeah. Valby ran well. Uh, Debut, speed. right? Uh, no, she ran uh, earlier, but she won over Mercy Chilean. Chilean got made a killer kick to try to catch her, but Parker Valley made 
big enough move. We'll talk more about Valby and her chances of going up against Tui. We, we thought we, were, we wanted to see that rematch at NCAA indoors. Valby got injured, so we never saw it. Now we get to see the cross-country rematch at outdoors, depending on what they run. So yeah. we'll talk about that next pod when we know what they're running. But the surprise of the weekend, Aiden Owens Delamer. Did I say his name right? Del, Delimer? Deller. Delarmy? Delarmy. Yep. Thank you. Aiden Owens Delarmy. Not running the decathlon this year, which is weird. Maybe he'll not do it. Run, not competing. Not competing in the decathlon More this year. More in the decathlon than just running. Yes. This is jumping, just throwing. Just yeah, do all. Hurdling. Hurdling. There's a lot of it. Doing 10 things. Mm-hmm. But he <clears> hasn't <throat> done the decathlon this year. Maybe he's waiting to do it post NCAAs. Yeah. Because he can kind of pass through, you know, focus on worlds. Don't do don't need to do a bunch of decathlons. So he's doing the 400 hurdles. He wants 48-26, wins SECs, runs the NCAA top mark. What the hell? <laughs> the guy's a decathlete, and now he's running 48-26 in the 400 hurdles. I mean, reminds me of Eaton, right? Yeah. But and Anna Hall. Eaton didn't do that in college. Yeah, Anna Hall did that in college, but Eaton waited till afterwards. It, it fits the, the skill set for some of these multi-eventers that they'd be good at it because they have the, the technique for the hurdles, yeah. and they're just... They probably hear all the discussion about what's the hardest event in track, and a lot of people bring up four hurdles, and they're like, well, that may be really hard, but that's only one thing. It's not 10 things. I don't have to change my shoes every 45 minutes if I'm doing that event. So it you know, it, it makes sense, and uh, I think it's an interesting approach. I mean, maybe long-term for his career, it's a good opportunity because he, he can do that, or, you know, and he can go back to the decathlon, and those decathlons do take a lot out of your body as well. I mean, I would want to see him in a decathlon because I want to see – him go against Garland, obviously after what we saw indoors, but it's pretty, it's pretty cool to be able to jump into another event and be in the mix. But it makes <clears> sense <throat> that he's doing this. I gotta give his coaches a lot of credit because if he is still focusing on the decathlon, he would have had to done decathlon to qualify, and then a decathlon at NCAA's, and then a decathlon at Worlds. Yeah, and also <clears throat> go two heptathlons, right? Because or yeah. maybe even three, if he does SECs. So he could do three indoors and then three outdoors. It just becomes a lot of multi-eventing. Yeah. And whereas the people who are normally winning gold, silver, bronze at the world level aren't doing the decathlon. They're not doing 60 events. They're doing like 20. Yeah. They're doing it twice or two to three times max. So I think they probably recognize, hey, he doesn't need to get a decathlon qualifier because he competes for Puerto Rico. So he can just get the pass right to Worlds. Focus on other events, and he can still contribute to Arkansas's team chances because he can still get 10 points, but this time in the 400 hurdles as opposed to in the decathlon. You could argue he had a better shot of winning the 400 hurdles than he has of beating Kyle Garland. So uh, a, even though he was getting 10 or 8 points, just difference of two. But, yeah. Uh, pretty kind of it's, – it's very smart to preserve him for a long season, but also, you get to—you're not just preserving him and sacrificing team chances because you're using him yeah. in the 400 hurdles where you can get 10 points and then compete compete on the four by four. Gotcha, gotcha. So, no, it, it was an interesting plot twist. Yeah, did not see it. Coming. I mean, I'm sure they knew about it for a while, yes. but it's not something that they were publicizing and talking yeah. about. <clears throat> Colin right. Garland's probably like, "Hey, all right." <laughs> he's, he's like the meme of Will Smith yeah. in uh, Freshman's Brawl. Like, Empty where is, house. Where is everyone? Yeah. Uh, Big 12. Yeah, we do Big 12 and Pac-12. So, Julian Alford has gotten so good 
that now when she does incredible things, it becomes like the F block of our podcast because it's become so normal. Mm -hmm. Her team broke the collegiate record again in the 4x1, 41 And she also runs a win legal 1084. She wins both the one and the two. She's on the 4x1. 4x1 breaks the collegiate record again. Man, Alfred, we were talking about Shakari at the top of the pod about how she's going from outside the top 10 to inside the top 5 to now potentially being the favorite with Shelly Ann not being 100%. Julian Alfred, I could, you could argue, is equally doing a season that is gold medal worthy when it comes to Budapest. Her biggest challenge is she may be using it all up in her indoor and outdoor seasons for for NCAA. Yeah. But 1084 win legal, it seems like that's a jog. She's going to run she's going to run I think 1069 at NCAAs. I think I told you that. Cuz when she's on Texas track, uh we'll talk about this. Uh the Texas women oh well, they are really good. I did some updating rankings. Really? They made double the amount of points that second place has. They may get 100. They may score 100 points. Yeah. Because all Fred's running incredible. And then this woman, Akila Smith, she jumps 708 meters. Mm-hmm. Over 7 meters in a long jump is good. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. could beat Jasmine Moore in the long jump. Yeah. Which is insane. Beating Jasmine Moore, who hasn't like lost since I was like 12. Yeah. She just wins every time. <laughs> uh, but... Seeing what Alfred is doing and now seeing what this up-and-coming long jumper in Akila Smith, who jumps over seven meters, uh, Texas has got something cooking. Yeah. I think, you know, the expectations are high, rightly, for Alfred. We're thinking, okay, maybe she gets the collegiate record this weekend. But probably a good sign, in a way, that she didn't do it this weekend. Yeah, save it. Because if you're waiting for Budapest, that's a long way away. And if you're not running national trials, you're going to go from – the second week in June all the way into August where, yeah, you could do some, some overseas meets, yeah. but you're, you're still not in the main part of your competition. The, the season that you scripted in the beginning of the year, probably th- there's not definites. You're not able to pencil in this meet or that meet the same way you are able to pencil in. Oh, we're going to have the big 12 championships. We're going to have the Texas relays. Like those things were known commodities. There's a little bit more up in the air post NCAA season. So yeah, if she's keeping her powder dry, that's that's probably a good sign. I still, yeah, I still think, and we'll see what she does at prelims. People have run fast at prelims yeah. in in the past, so maybe she she drops a good one in, in great conditions. But I, I'm with you. I, I just still, I think she'll go under 1075 at nationals. I think she'll go under 1070. That'd be great. That'd be 1069. Awesome. That's what I'm predicting. Uh, and then last but not least, well, there's other great meets. Obviously, all conferences are doing well. But Pac-12, a couple notable things I thought was. Um, Help me out. Makai Williams. No. Oh, Ododi on Wazarike? Ododi on Wazarike. On Wazarike. Yeah. Even though he loses to Williams in the 100, runs 1991, win legal in the 200. Yeah. He's coming on strong, sophomore out of Stanford. Uh, the men's and the men's one and two, kind of wide open. Terrence <laughs> Jones lost to his teammate, Courtney Lindsay, in the one and the two. You see Williams coming back off of injury, but you see, like, Sean Masaganwe run sub-10 and, and sub-20 at his conference meet. There's a little bit of everybody in this men's 100 and 200 where there's no clear dominant force. We thought it was going to be Terrence Jones, mm. but we see what Williams does. We see what Odododu does. Odododi? Ododi. Ododi yeah. does. Masaganwe, Courtney Lindsay, 
yeah. SECs. No, it bowling is a- got like fifth at SECs in the 200. Is like bowling's a 200 meter indoor champion. And he's nowhere to be found outdoors. It is completely white. Like, dare I say it? I don't think anyone will be able to correctly predict mm. the top three in the men's one and two. Mm. If you could correctly pick one, two, three in the in the hundred and one, two, three in the two hundred. You win. Well, Williams coming back adds just a wrinkle because you, you know, know how good he can be, and but, he, and he went and, and he beat on Wazirike, real close race, but he but he beat him. Like that's a that's a quality win, and then and Wazirike goes on and runs ninety nine. So yeah. you know he's legit. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. It's hard to forecast it. I mean, it brings you back to <clears throat> indoors in the sixty, and that be, end up being the Terrence Jones show. Yeah, but. In the lead up to that, it was oh Williams, Williams, Williams. So yeah, I don't know. It's still wide open, man. Yeah, in favor Ashe. Mm-hmm. He came back off of injury, and he uh, he won his prelim, but then got second in the SEC final to the LSU ki- the kid Godson. Oh man, my dyslexia is like killing me. Help me out. How do you say his name? Uh, Godson Ogan Ohen and Brume. Ohen and Brume. Apologies if we got that. Good right. work. That's impressive. Uh, he won SECs. Favor comes back from injury, runs, gets second. So there's just a little bit of a reason for everybody in the men's one and two. And you see that kind of showing where people were getting upset at Big 12s, at Pac 12s, at SECs. You see Houston do their thing with Masanganwe. Yeah. I mean, see Masanganwe run sub 20. I was like, wait, I've never seen him run yeah. 1999. That's like insane. So I was just like, whoa, it is. A little bit of everybody everywhere. Yeah. Well, and you also don't want to overreact to conference. We've done that True. in the past, too. And Yeah, I mean, favor of Philly yeah. beats Steiner, Steiner three times, yeah. and then Steiner comes back and does it the other way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just it's tough to figure out, like, because some conferences, they all, and not, I shouldn't say something, most of the time, they're going all in on those conference meets. Coaches are getting every possible point they can, but sometimes, yeah. you know, the athlete's just not quite there yet. They're one workout away, or one tiny minor thing goes wrong and if you're in a very competitive conference that that's the margin of victory and then a couple weeks later it at NCAAs they're able to, to flip it around and the person who got fifth got first or whatever so it happens all the time okay the pronunciation oh oh gen a brume uh oh gen a brume or oh gang again is in genghis oh gen a bruma there you go oh gen a bruma oh gen a bruma Okay, I think we did that right. Thank we you. have to remember his name. Jordan, thank you he's uh, going to, for the pronunciation. He's going to be... A is in the letter, not the pronunciation. Big for LSU. A- oh. Ogen A. Broom A. I did a little bit of uh, NCAA rankings. Now, we don't know exactly who's scratching and not, so I'm not going to officially post them until later on this week when we find out who actually is running. But right now, Texas, I have projected scored 95 points. Florida, 50 on the women's side. Mm-hmm. Oregon women, 38. Hmm. I have Oregon women, third. We haven't been talking about Oregon men or women much. Field, right? It's all in the field, all in the throws. And then I have LSU, Nebraska, and A&M tied for fourth with 32 points for the women's side. Men's side, Arkansas, 58. Georgia, 44. Florida, 40. Texas Tech, 39. Tennessee, 37. Uh, So Arkansas looking to be – defend their indoor title on the men's side, Florida coming in there and Georgia. And then Texas women are finally, I think, gonna, this is, there's no way they, if they lose, it would be the most. Uh-oh. Yeah, Uh-oh. It would, it would, oh, it, he almost it, got it, there. Yeah, yeah. If they lose, it'll be 
very embarrassing. Almost like the past 10 years, what were we even thinking? You may need to rethink the whole situation if Texas were to lose. But Texas, 95 points. Uh, Florida, 50. That's my current rankings. Unless, you know, people can get hurt if Julian Alford, you know, scratches, changes the whole outcome. Yeah, we hope we don't. But yeah, not, we don't. Assuming everyone runs what they have, Texas, clear number one, Florida, number two. David says, what about Arkansas women? Arkansas women, they're nowhere to be found, man. I have them eighth with 30 points. Lauren Gregory's out. Mm. She was a big for scoring. They just, they don't have mm -hmm. the sprint power. I mean, Britton Wilson can really only contribute 10 points. Yeah, well, then the 4x4, four four, right? The four by so four. they can get 20 there, and that's... Yeah, but, like, yeah. that's only... Tw but, like, Julian Alford can contribute 30. Right. Technically 38, because you put it on the 4x4 four four and they get second. So it's yeah. 38 points to 20. So Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. If Britton Wilson can do the double, maybe we start seeing something there. But Texas just has, like, two to four women in the one, two, and four. Like, it's really It hard. is interesting, right? The... If you're looking at the schedule and you're planning out your team, if you have it's it's rare to have the 400 400 hurdle doubler, but that's you can't take advantage of that yeah. at the NCAA meet. Whereas you can take advantage of, of the one two, yeah. and you can take advantage obviously the five ten um, high hurdles low hurdles. Yeah. But like it, it it sort of makes that 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 impossible. It makes it a little bit in, inefficient. Yeah, I think the big surprise <clears throat> is Texas is going to dominate Oregon women. Oh, what about Nugent though? Yeah, well. Okay, should I tell you what I have in scoring? Because Jordan says what a uh, winning the sprint hurdles and making the final in the hundred. I'll, you know, I'll do this. I'll tell you exactly where I have them ranked. Doing the ranking shift. This is inside yeah. base. I'll say this. Stuff. I'll say this about Gordon. You can criticize his his takes all you want, and I do it as much as anybody. But he so, does have extensive spreadsheets, and he has thought about the athlete that you don't think he's thinking about. He probably just doesn't have them as high as you think they should. Exactly. So Arkansas doesn't have a one or two. Arkansas only really, I think, having – I only have one Arkansas athlete scoring in the 400, even though they scored a bunch of indoors. But, like, this is my current rankings for the women's yeah, but 400. He's I, have, I have Texas, then Jones of USC, Diggs of Florida, then two Texas A&M athletes, and then Rosie Afiong of Arkansas. So I only have them scoring three points in the 400. Arkansas have no points in the eight. Fifteen, they have no points. So high hurdles is the question. That's oh, okay. the way this whole thing started. Sorry. I have her getting third. Okay. And you don't, you don't have her making the final in the hundred? Okay. No. Yeah. Gotcha. I have okay. Armstrong, Russell, Nugent, which I think is fair, right? Well, right. she could win, but you're saying even if she wins, it's, it's a difference of four it, points. It's not good enough to get yeah. in, onto the podium. Yeah. So. Pole vault. Now people are asking about the pole vault. Pole vault. <laughs> uh, I have Fasold getting six points. So that's mm -hmm. third, and that's it. There's been some upsets in Gordon's rankings throughout the years, but I don't think he's ever had anybody eighth who ends up winning it, correct? The and only time that happens is if the difference between eighth and, like, first is, like, a difference of 10 points. Yeah. Because then that makes sense. Yeah. But the difference between eighth and first is 70 points. It's not – What no about podium? Ever... What about podium? Yeah, they could podium. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, 100%. All right. Hey, I'm just trying to thousand percent. respond to what the people are saying. All right. Uh, great job hosting. Uh, thanks to Nico for producing. Um Continental Tour races, you can check them out. Uh, this weekend, uh, Japan, Continental Tour. Oh, yeah, Yokohama, Fred Curley in the 100. Check that out. That's going to be good. Also some good distance, mid-distance races as well. Curley in the 100, though. Zoe Hobbs in the 100. 
New Zealand you Sprint Daily Hops. You keep on Tune bringing in. up Zoe Hobbs. Well, you made fun of me because I knew she broke the New Zealand record because I watched the. I had the con- I had the sound on. Are you sure you didn't think it was a zero and not a one? That would be you. That would be you, Mister. All right, Gordon made it through the show. Oh, one last person. We we should give this person love. Raina Jones. She won the hundred and the two hundred. Rania Jones. Rania Jones. Yeah. Is that who we're talking? Is that the person? No, no. Oh, you're talking about the no, 200. Rania Jones and Letitia Smith. So, Rania Jones runs 1094. That's cool. But more importantly, Letitia Smith runs 2209, win legal. Latasha Smith. Latasha. You're struggling today, man. Latasha Smith. I apologize. USCF. UCF. USCF. What am I even man, doing? Just she won the two and the four. She runs 51 2 in the, in the four. But more importantly, 2209, win legal. I mean, Shakari runs 2207. The girl ran 0.02. Second slower than what Shakira just ran. And no one's talking about it. So I'm going to talk about you it. You just talked about it. The reason why no one's talking about it is because Julian Offer is going to win the one to two. And it's kind of all you. But hey, Latisha Smith could potentially challenge her. Latasha I'm a, Smith. Latasha, I'm a big Latasha Smith and Mackenzie Long fan. Okay. I'm going hard. I want Mackenzie Long and Latasha Smith to both get second. So I like when, I want Alfred to win both, but Smith and Long. Those are my two. Okay. You heard it here. Nice. Ole Miss, Gordon, Ole Miss Long, Latasha Smith, UCLA. Gordon makes his second place picks yes. for the women's 100 and 200 at NCAAs. All right. We'll see you guys uh, next Monday on the pod. Thanks to Nico for producing. Smith ran a 221-800. Bye-bye.